Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Oh. <laughs> Born in trouble. Hey, 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 what's going on? Welcome to the 37th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. What's good? Thursday night, Veterans Day, and I've got my panel of illustrious guests with me. From Detroit, Michigan. From Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. And if you come in there and you say born in trouble, half price on your wings. <laughs> Grant Lancaster. Absolutely not. <laughs> but my man, stand up for yourself. Say born in trouble anyway. Don't let X get in your pocket like that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Brother's always generous to somebody else's chicken. Well, it looks like that. It looks like that coupon has expired already. And from Philadelphia, (laughs) home of of the Phillies, Mr. Robert Brooks. What's going on? Giving away the man's chicken. Come on now. Profit margins are razor thin in the food industry, man. You can't be giving away half price stuff. Listen, bro. What? What? Listen, with this inflation, man. Oh, come on, man. You get them to Listen. taste the wings once, they'll be back, though. And you'll make your money off the... No? Grant's like, no. Hell, no. Off the comeback? <laughs> off the comeback? I like the comeback. You like the comeback. There you go. See, there you go. Listen, I, I, I'd rather have, a, I'd rather have a, a, a customer that comes back than a thousand new customers. Really? That, yeah, yeah, that customer that comes back, he'll keep you in business. That's what's Because he's going to tell his friends and everything. That's what's up. You'll tell yeah, your friends so. about chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm still talking about wings with mambo sauce. Exactly. I know Rob is because he mentioned it on the show before. Breath. That's right. So, hey. Oh, what a, what a, what a, my, one of my happiest vegan days. There's a spot down in D.C., Eat Farewell, mm. and they have vegan wings with mambo sauce. I get mm. them every time I go down there, man. Really? Just to, just to get that old, you know, was it thirteenth and you feel it or whatever? Thirteenth and you, yes, sir. yes, We're... yes. That's yum yum kitchen. That's a was that yum? No, that's yums. Period. Yeah, it was yums. Yeah, it was, yeah, yums, it was yeah. yums. Yeah, yum yums too. Yums yums. Where was yums? They had too? yums and yums too. Yep, yep. Yums that's too was up. on fourteenth uh, and P or O. Yo, that yeah, chicken, that was Yums, too. That Maybe chicken, Yums is where we would order from when, when we were down in D.C. That chicken was yeah. that chicken was so good. I've been I trying to recreate it. mumbo sauce, man. You've been trying to recreate it. You don't know what's in it? Yeah, yeah. but I, I got to nah, I gotta get down there. I got to get to D.C. And, uh, and and grab some. You know they sell it. Right. Yeah. So you can, uh, you can actually, I could probably just order some and, and have it shipped to the crib and try to, and try to figure it out, but... Yeah, if I if I get mumbo sauce down here, Brad, it's it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Dudes in Detroit will be turned out. The Listen, wing king. they don't even understand, Doc. They'll be giving you their gators. 
I ain't got no money. Yeah, man. <laughs> I ain't got no money for this chicken. And you know what? But I got me some gators. <laughs> you give me some of this chicken, I'll give I... you these gators. <laughs> Player. Yeah, I'll do it. I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the flavors. Oh, Lord. I used to love living in D.C. I didn't even know at the time my apartment was right across the street from the famous hot dog spot. Bill Cosby's favorite place. Yeah. Ben's. Ben's. I can't even remember the name just a second ago. I forgot it. I used to walk across yeah, the street. Ben's Chili Bowl. Yep. I used to walk across the street and go get me a chili, a hamburger chili dog. Not even a dog, a hamburger chili burger. Like right there in my slack, in my, in my shorts and my sandals. Like it was home. It was that close. I was within walking distance. Yeah, it was right there, man. It was right yeah. there. Didn't so even this is like, this is like probably, it was one day probably, uh, it might have been 10 years ago now. Anyway, I go to D.C. and uh, me and Tone, you know, we we didn't been out. Um, and we stopped at Ben's Chili Bowl. It's like 2 in the morning. Okay. And we walk in Ben's Chili Bowl, bruh, and... We're outnumbered. Really? Folk. really? At two in the morning. Well, Ben's Chili Bowl. You know, but it, it, there's a there's a um, there's a um, there's a core power yoga right there. There's um, you know, as much as there's some old standbys, you know, bus by and poets. Oh yeah, it's there's a lot yeah, of oh. uh, a lot of stuff that you see in gentrifying neighborhoods right there around. That's oh yeah, DC DC is way different, bro. Man, when I Way used to, different. when I next to Ben's Chili Bowl, it used to be a shoe repair yes. shop. It was a shoe repair shop and Ben's Chili Bowl, right? And that was it, right? And it was so bad that's where they were. That's Ben's too now. Yeah, that's what we were doing. They were doing. They were actually building the train station up there, so we had nothing but I had nothing but planks and boards back there on the street, and everything right on my corner on Thirteenth and You. That was a long time ago, bro. And now it's now. Oh wow, that's messed up. Right. It's probably not as spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't like spice. I, you know, it's still a cool neighborhood. One of my favorite Ethiopian spots is right there. Wow. Um, there's, there's a really good Ethiopian restaurant right there that I go to all the time. Okay. I got to make that, it down to D.C. So, so the building that City Wings originally was in is now an Ethiopian restaurant. It's, at, it's 1005 U Street. Mm. Okay. Is that the same one you're talking about? Uh, probably. Well, it's yeah. not the same building. You I know what? Yeah, it's a that's a couple. Because I get from the I have up. to walk past. I have to walk past. It, it's two blocks up. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple. Blocks but um, up. Yeah, why can't I? I know I can't remember the name of this place. It's uh, crazy how. But yeah, I hit the, I hit it every time. I'm in almost every time I'm in D.C. I go over there, and check it out. It's crazy how gentrification like affects a neighborhood. You'd like it though, John. Um, you know, probably would. When I used to, when I was there, it was within walking distance of Howard, so it was like ten. It was ten to fifteen minutes to get to campus, or I could take the bus that went to Slow Hall and walk down the hill. And from Slow Hall, it probably took me about ten minutes to get there. And but the difference being was that in order to come from the bus. You had to walk through one of the hottest crack stores, areas, corners that was going at that time. There were a lot of hot blocks at back <laughs> right. then because we're talking like 1990. So it was a lot of hot spots. 
And there was a lot of crack activity going on out there. And I got to know, like, a lot of people from over there, you know, just by walking through. Because they like to pick on the students. But I've always been a big boy, and I ain't scared. So first time I walked past that, I was like, fuck it. I better go in this store and get me something to drink in front of all these dudes. Because if I don't, they may just decide one day that they're going to do me. And I don't feel like walking. I don't feel like walking all the time that long distance. The difference being is that the walk from campus was kind of uphill. The walk from slow was downhill. So <laughs> it was pretty easy. But, uh, hey, gentrification, that's some shit. And they don't want everything gentrified. Right now they're, they're talking about the, um, the uh, killers of Mr. Ahmad Arbery right now. His attorney, they just he just uh, stated that he doesn't want gentrification reverse gentrification in the courthouse in the form of Al Sharpton or he just threw Jesse Jackson under the bus. <laughs> Jesse ain't even been there. He's like, I don't want no Jesse Jacksons in here either. If it's a local preacher, one of them that we know where they live and we can threaten them safely, then they can come in here. But we don't want all these outside guys coming <laughs> in here and causing any problems. When he ran off the names of like, you know, three or four different black pastors and reverends, he's reading the black. He knows more, more reverends than me. Maybe I should, maybe I should repent of some shit, you know, cause <laughs> he had more names than, he had more names than me. I right. thought the nigga was going to say no Mahalia Jackson either. You know, it's, it's like crazy. It's like, what's going on with these dudes? They're just afraid of the optics. They're no, you know, you know what's going, going on with these dudes. He's trying to put the he's trying to put the fix in. Man, we had, we had a we, we had a brand new world, man. We got two we had a brand new world. We got two trials. Everything, everything is subject to change at this point. Well, we got two trials going on at the same time, and I just want to know, just you know, out of curiosity, what do you think? You think it's going to be two convictions, no convictions, one and one? You know, what odds do you think we're going to take? Because it's obvious someone's probably going. To me, it's obvious someone's going to get off. One group is going to be upset. We're going to be bitching this time next week about somebody, or black people are going to be bitching sometime next next week, one way or the other, for one of these people. So who do you think is most likely to get off? Rittenhouse or the killers of Ahmad Arbery? See, I think Kyle Rittenhouse could wind up getting off. It just seems like that judge, from everything that I've seen on TV and what I've read, it seems like that judge has got his thumb on the scales. He's not he's not about that life. He's he's doing everything he can to make sure that our boy looks innocent. I was told he got a call from Trump. You know, Trump and that, that today. things get presented a certain way. I was told he got a call from Trump today. Really? Yeah. The judge He got a call from Trump. He got a call from Trump. No, no, no. I think what that was now so his ringtone is that Lee Greenwood song that Trump used as a campaign song. And his phone went off in court the other day. Uh, so everybody heard his ringtone, which, you know, so, the, yeah, so the guy's a Trumper. Mm, proud to be an American. So, you know, it, this, 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 this young boy, this young boy is, you know, somebody he feels he needs to protect because he's a patriot. Mm. And unfortunately, from the testimony that I heard, they're trying to paint it like this kid did straight up self-defense. I mean. And I, because I'm not a lawyer, I don't know if the question, like, well, he should not have had a weapon and he should not have been there. Mm. You know, he, because of his age mm. um, and where he lived, 
he shouldn't have had a weapon and he shouldn't have been there. So doesn't that auto- automatically mean like you're just wrong for being there? And you're, if he was black, that would be the end of the story. Like your ass shouldn't have been there. Boop, lock you up. Try with a last. Right. But they're doing everything possible to say no, no. He acted in self-defense. Yeah, trial would have been over were you a black guy. What do you think? Oh man? yeah. You think he's you think he's gonna walk? Well, y'all. Y'all already know what I think, man. It's, so <laughs> we don't we don't have a political clout, man. <laughs> we just don't. To get justice, you know, we could we could beat this drum until yeah, we could beat this drum until the cows come home. But we don't we don't politically we don't we don't have any political power, man. They gon' they gon' the courts are gonna do whatever they want to do with us, just about any time they want to do it. Well, he didn't actually. And, did he? I mean, shoot? we gonna complain about it. Did he shoot any black people? Go ahead. <clears throat> no. He didn't shoot black. He just. Uh, no, he didn't. It was just dirty liberals, right? Right, dirty yes. liberals. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so. Are, are there any other kind? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the rest of the world, we have to say that is called irony. We're just really joking. We know that liberals wash <laughs> from time to time. Once a month, they say. <laughs> but then, See, but they, then they put on patchouli, yeah, and patchouli it's just a bad combination. Just a bad combination. Just in case anyone wants, we make fun of everybody. I make fun of everybody. It's not just Trumpers or whatever. I make fun of everybody. So, dirty liberals. So he owned, that's who he shot and killed. I, for to a certain extent, yes. There's always a thing about there's always a thing about white people. Like Grant had said a couple of uh, weeks ago about white people understanding as a tribe that there's always going to be sacrifices. They're okay with sacrificing, you know, some knowing that a certain number of them are going to go down. But the flip side of that is that they're really mad at those other white guys that were marching with the black people more than anyone else. And they're probably even more hated than if they were black. You saw that with the freedom marches in the 60s. They got pulled over. The whole thing about Mississippi thing was those were white people that were fettering people back and forth to voting places and polling places, and they found them on the side of the road. So the justice for being a white traitor is, like, swift and harsh. And that's probably what the this uh, would say. Go ahead. A couple of years ago, I was down in Nashville hanging out. Uh, did a basketball, was doing a basketball game down there. So, of course, the night before, I go out and, and, and see what the town has to offer. And I'm with uh, some friends who, who work at the university, one of them female. And on our way back during the evening, this pickup truck comes past us. They get stopped at a red light, so we're walking. They get a good look at the group of us, and they begin to ream her out. Mm. And, like, she's just walking next to me. Like, we're not, there's no... There was no, you know, we're not holding hands. We're not, there's nothing. But they called her, you know, they called her a nigger lover for sure. Mm. And then a couple other things. And she was flabbergasted. I was like, I just looked at her like, well, now you know what it's like. Yeah, right. welcome. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to the South. You know, so yeah, they, they, they do punish, they do punish traitors harshly. They do. And, uh, and, and what is considered being a traitor is, you know, very, very minor. Very minor. So a lot of a lot of people in Wisconsin are watching that trial to see exactly what's going to go on, where that judge is going to end up. 
where the trial's going to end up. I think the other guys in Georgia, I think they're pretty much done for. I really don't see it. I don't that, see a That's way. a tough rap to beat there. Yeah. That's a tough, like, those people will have to, will have to do a lot of splaining. If they let them get off, there'll be a lot of splaining to do. Yeah. I think like, that, I don't think they necessarily want the national heat that would come on them if they were to acquit. Right. But I could definitely see, I could definitely see Rittenhouse, him walking. I think the guy's walking. I think the kid's going to walk. I'm really, honestly, the person who should be in that seat, in that hot seat, is his mom. Yeah, you want to talk about bad parroting. Yeah. 17 years old. Go ahead, we'll sneak the gun across. Or actually, I think they picked it up in the state because it's the state line thing where you have friends that are close by where you can store your weapons. But either way, she drove him there, dropped him off. Go ahead, have a nice riot. Have a nice riot. Yeah. Bring them back. It's not your job. Imagine with how how irresponsible they would be describing you. Oh man, please! If it was you who did that, oh. it, you would be. It would be. It would be indicative of the culture. Once again, they. Once again, I would have already had to plead out to at least ten years. I would have already given up ten years of my life before this even happened, because there's no opportunity for me. I'm a black man, and I would have been a bad dad. But you know, the double standards is. We can talk about double standards like every week on the show. Every week, there's always some shit that's going on. So let's try to flip the script today and let's go to veterans. It's Veterans Day today. And I'm actually going to give them a round of applause. Not because of the fact that they joined the military or not because of anything that they may have achieved. I wasn't in firefight. I don't know what that life is like. I can't even speak to that as to what it means. But for the simple fact that they did join up and they did what they had, they felt like they had to do. And as it's pointed out to me, not everybody has a choice when they join the military. Some people join the military, even Gene would t probably tell you to a certain extent, there ain't shit else for you to do. Your options are basically go work in a factory, be unemployed and a low paid wage worker or take your chances in the military and they will pay for your college eventually or whatever it is you get placement into law enforcement that's where our boy gene went um there are other there are other like advantages to join in the military it's not always just about serving your country and a lot of them ended up injured or dead or worse because of that so that's the reason why i always celebrate veterans day or at least i acknowledge veterans day i won't say that i celebrate it um there well, was we had that long period when we were coming up, like between the end of Vietnam and when we graduated high school, like it was actually a place to go and get an education. You know, they would sell it as a place to go and, you know, get right. to pay for your education. Use the GI Bill, pay for your education because we were at peace, quote unquote, for all those years. And then, you know, in the, if, Gulf One, we've been at war ever since, basically. Right. But it was for a couple of years, there was a good place to go in. You sneak in, you do your four to six years. Get your benefits and then get out of there yep. and go you know, go do something else with your life. Get your bennies and move on. But but all that ended with Gulf One. Yeah, well, Gulf One one was like sort of like a test. You can look at this. You can look at the way that the war has even went, and you can see the pattern. The Gulf War was a test. They went in. They wanted to test the new military um, armaments that they had. They wanted to give Saddam a kick in the ass, which they did very quickly and they got in and they got out and there were some firefights and there were some wars that happened 
but they always looked past it. Then they pulled back for a few years. And then a couple of years later, when things went terribly wrong with the economy, Bush was like, hey, let's go back into Iraq. And they did it a completely and totally different way. And 20 years later, we're just ending this war now. So a lot of these people, they got more than what they signed up for. So respect to the veterans today, especially the ones that passed away. Um, I have my own personal story of George, who was my brother's friend, who was a recon who um, actually ended up training some people in some areas that you may know of in Afghanistan because we were he joined the Marine Corps when they were a peacetime unit. It was a peacetime, one of those areas, and he ended up being very good at it and ended up as a recon training um, bin Laden's people because people forget that the United States was down with, with Afghanistan and bin Laden well before 9-11. And he came back and because of the things that he saw and he, you know, and this was in the 90s, he was never the same. He wasn't the same person that left in 1981 or 1980, whatever year it was, um, when he came back and he was never the same. The funny thing about him I always remember is, and I wrote a blog today on my cannabis blog and I remembered this because... I would see him from time to time in my life. There would go three years where I wouldn't see him, and then I'd see my brother, and I'd see him and my brother together, and then he'd be around for the next two or three years, whatever it was. And I was probably right, just about ready to graduate from high school. And he was wearing like a silk shirt that was buttoned down, about six foot one, you know, Hispanic, wearing tight, tight, tight slacks. And back then he was really dressed like a fruity guy like a homosexual and this is the 80s so people are that flamboyant in the 80s you're going to get attention people might say something to you it's a very macho time extremely macho manly era but i knew george and i knew george was not homosexual but he had just gotten out of the marine corps and he really missed beating people up so what he would do is he'd basically bait them <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and he would dress like this, and people would say things to him. Wow. And this one particular time. <laughs> and then he time, would open I up a can of whoop ass. Yeah, this one particular time I saw him, he was just, he was five minutes outside of the McDonald's, and he had just got done mopping up five dudes. Because he's trained. This dude is trained. Right. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not normal. And, um, yeah, he. They called him a faggot and all this other stuff. Oh, I'm not a faggot. Yeah, I'll show you faggot. Blah, 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 blah. Just left the blood. Dude couldn't even carry it. He got wow. off because, like, technically he was 730. You know, legally he was 730. He couldn't carry a knife. Couldn't. He was illegal for him to have a firearm. Mm -hmm. You didn't want him right. to have a firearm anyway. You didn't want him to have a firearm. Because he could kill you. You know, he can really kill you very quickly. Those special forces dudes, man, they're 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 the real deal. You know, he showed me some things, and I saw him. Do Caesar some had things. that designation. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Caesar was crazy. Yeah, it's another one. Let's give let's give Caesar. See, Caesar, his, that, man, your uncle. Like, yeah. but that brother. Remember he, when they when they when they installed the seatbelt law, mm -hmm. he got pulled over the one time, and basically flipped out on the poor, this poor cop who was just there trying to do his job <laughs> but 
guy pulls him over, starts talking, you know, hey, you're not seat belted in, blah, blah, blah. And Monko's like, well, look, you know, I would wear a seatbelt, but what happens if I get in a crash and this things get jammed? Then I'm stuck in this car. Now I'm going to burn up in this car because you guys won't let me carry a knife inside the continuous United States. You'll send me off to fight all over the world, but I can't carry a knife or a gun in a sack. Now, if I had this and he reaches down in the seat and pulls out his knife, <laughs> he's carrying anyway. So now if I was allowed to carry this, then I could cut myself out of this fucking thing and get out of here. But you guys won't let me. Get... Guy was like, have a nice day, sir. <laughs> Wow. Rest in peace, Caesar. Have a nice day, That's sir. Awesome. Oh, man, I remember your uncle. He was like, he was great. He was great. His stories were great. Oh, my God. I remember you told, he. I remember we sat down in his apartment in Bayport that time, and he told us a story about Vietnam. He said he was in Vietnam in, what, 62, 61, and he was Special Forces, and he was like, man, we could have won that thing. We could have won that thing. You remember that day, Rob? Remember you told that story? Oh, yeah. We could have won. We should have won that thing. But what happened was after a while, all they, all we needed was a couple of reinforcements, and we came in there. But then they started that fucking draft, and all these guys came over, and they started doing all this dope over there and all this other shit. And next thing you know, it was just like, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm done. But we could have won. We could have won. That stuff that y'all see in movies, we heard firsthand at the at the kitchen table, drinking beers from somebody that was in the shit. That brought. That actually kind of makes sense. That actually that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah, that you had the people who were sort of into it, and then you just start dragging everybody. Yeah. Right. And you yeah, know that, that makes that makes sense. People with no direction, like, oh shit, dope. <laughs> get right. on that. Yeah. Right. I right. want to be fighting here anyway. Let's get some dope. I'm gonna die next time. Yeah, he oh. came home one time. Uh, from they didn't know he was coming home, and there was a party at the house. He's, so he just rolls into the house, jumps into the party. Somebody rolled his ass up when he finally went to sleep. They just rolled his ass up in a in the hideaway couch. <laughs> like they woke up here and so some mumbling at the couch. Wow. They open it up. That brother's in their sleep. Mm, welcome home. Welcome home, sis. I, I want to know who is so drunk that they rolled that thing up with a body in it. Yeah, well. <laughs> like, those are my people. Like, you got to worry. You got to wonder, like, what was going on there? Well, I always liked your uncles. Your uncles were mad cool. You know, every time we saw your uncles, they're mad cool. They're all military, all dangerous men for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you learn some things. You know, snitches get stitches, like, takes on a whole new meaning when you're talking to them dudes. You know, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just wish that the United States government would take care. Oh, we send all these people off to fight, and then they come back with these horrific injuries, and we do not give them the care that they that they so rightly deserve. Like, they, they get injured in defense of this country. They should get top flight. They should get the same type of benefits that the senators get and the congressmen get. Instead of what they get out of the VA. Like that's, if people really want to honor Veterans Day, they should be pushing to get, you know, better health care for vets. Well, it's a, va it's a value like judgment. Like that would be a way to honor them. But it's a value judgment, though. It's like they're cheap labor, they're cheap military. You know, unfortunately, you know, if I say it, it's a, it becomes a scandal. If, I'm, if I was a normal person and I'm out here and I've got 100,000 listeners and I say, well, it's because your life really isn't worth shit then, you know, I get all the heat. But the truth of the matter is that they're doing actuaries on each and every one of your lives and the value 
that they actually have. That's why if you if you thought your life did matter before you went in there, that's the reason why that's the whole meaning behind the word cannon fodder. They just throw you out there and the cost that's associated with keeping quote un, quote unquote cannon fodder alive, it just doesn't make sense. The rhetoric, the the economics are never going to equal up to the rhetoric about the care. It's up to people to actually do things for veterans themselves. You know, I'm actively involved with the with the veterans um, for cannabis, and that's a great program for people who come back from wartime to teach them how to farm and cultivate hemp and cannabis. And that's a, these are things that we can do to help these people to stop these guys from killing themselves. I mean, you talk about you love this country, and a city like Sacramento has like anywhere between 11 and 13 percent of the veterans living in that city in that in that town homeless you don't really love the veterans and when you keep talking about it and you don't do anything about it you don't really love the veterans either and anyone who sits down and says that oh well it's all democrats or it's all republicans and this and that and this you're you're, they're both full of shit you know because that's something that should be universal that you can both that you can both agree upon that you can take care of veterans so they took care of you they did your bullshit they went and they fought in your bullshit wars for things that really amount to nothing more than financial gain so you can do better by them and not their own and not their own and we should so 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 you expect the you expect the military to go in and get this money for these people and then when they come home for the people they got the money for to spend it on them <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a silly Negro. Yeah, they won't be. I mean, they, they won't be able to buy new. They won't be able to buy new munitions for the next killing mission. It's just wrong. I'm not against military actions in certain extent, especially since, like, I mean, let's be honest. I live in the United States. No matter where I go, they're always going to view me as an American. You know, it's not like I can go many places and they're going to forget about the fact that I grew up in this country. And that we have a certain amount of privileges or a certain amount of lifestyle that that um, is looked at as being hoity-toity or whatever you want to call it, and everything you can't you can't shake that. So you need we need a military. We need a military, and True. the stuff that you're, that you're talking about, like as far as like the Middle East is concerned, we should have never went into the Middle East. You know, we ain't got no business over there. They stopped fighting. The only thing, you, only thing you did was that you gave all these different groups that the only thing that the Muslims and the people in that area agree upon is that they hate Americans. It's the only thing that they agree upon. And once we're gone 20, 20 years from now, they'll be fighting each other, but they'll still agree upon the fact that they still hate Americans. And they probably should because we don't have any business in their area. We don't have any business in their neighborhoods. Believe it. So you know we're interlopers. We are interlopers. We're guests. They have oil in their neighborhoods. What'd you say? They have they have natural resource they have natural resources in their neighborhoods most a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, that's the entire, that's what we go over there for. That's what that, we're protecting those interests. Yeah, we're not right. we're not protecting America. Not the interest it, it, of the it, people. It always comes down to the dollar. 
It always does. This nah, it whole, always comes down to money, bro. This pandemic comes down to the dollar. The interesting thing about the pandemic, like I was saying, the numbers are still pretty much the same as last year. It seems like it may be going down a little bit more. Um, there were a couple of outbreaks in different places that no one's talking about um, right now. But we've seen the numbers, and the numbers are 1% of people pretty much every year are going to fall from coronavirus. And we, re- we pretty much like... Um, have more babies, you know, every year. So it kind of helps with the population issue. And they're kind of like, they've kind of decided that Corona is okay. Back to business as usual. People can remain sick, but business can't. So we, I don't really see anything has changed from two years ago, honestly. The, the big thing is that we don't have people that are breaking down and just like, kind of like, coming out getting sick and dying like immediately in droves like we were seeing two years ago but everything else is pretty much the same people are still getting sick from this they're still dying from this you're still at risk from this whether you've been vaccinated or not not vaccinated it's the same shit it really is aaron Rodgers took like a lot of he took a lot of flack for like his decision and probably because he lied that was some dumb shit you know don't lie about your status i, I think that's why he took a lot of flack because he lied He's trying to play coy right. and then privileged. Then he tried to flip his privilege card out as a get-out-of-jail-free card when he got caught lying. Yeah, and that shit yeah, was... Cause it, he, he didn't get nearly the smoke that, like, Kyrie Irving got. Oh, no. No. And not Ky- nearly the smoke. Not even close. But he's... And he's playing. And he's playing. He's allowed to play. He's able to play. But um, he caught a... He caught a big one, though, for his decision to not do whatever, but the thing about that that I see, and he should, because that's an asshole move. You know, honestly, I'm not walking in any places and telling people I'm not I'm, that I'm vaccinated when I'm not. You know, it's just that simple. But the thing is, is that what people didn't notice was that he got sick on a Thursday. Um, he had symptoms on a Thursday, and by Friday or Saturday, he was just fine. And he spent most of his time um, fighting people off. Instead, he wasn't fighting the sickness. He was fighting Twitter and the court of public opinion. <laughs> so this is kind of what goes on right now with this. You have the virus. It's taking the same pathway between people who have supposedly taken the virus and supposedly not taking the virus. You're seeing, you're seeing a lot of similar results between all of it. I don't know what it means. You know, I don't know what it means. I don't know if you should or you shouldn't go get vaccinated. I'm still not going to get vaccinated until I have to go somewhere. If I have to go somewhere, I'm going to get the vaccination. I know, like, you know, you guys, you both work for municipalities. You might have both had to take the vaccination by now. You know, it's a choice that you have to, that you kind of forced to make. Grant shaking his head, no. I guess that means no. No. Mm-mm. No. No, it's, it's still optional here. Um choice if they if they decided to try to make it mandatory um i got some decisions to make right you know because i i don't i don't don't want it and i i don't i don't want it not you know now i don't i don't even think it's like gonna kill me anything i just don't want it because i don't like it it's just too it feels like it's being forced right and that gives me pause like if they wanted to so if they really, you know, all of a sudden now we're concerned about people. It's all really comes down to industry. Like, it, 
And that's the thing that bothers me about the mandates, because if they were really concerned about people and getting them well and not having them die, then they would give insulin away. People wouldn't go right. broke from getting chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Like if they were about saving people, mm-hmm. you know, more people are going to die from cancer this year than heart disease than from COVID. Right. So why aren't we giving, you know, insulin away to people? Why aren't we giving them the drugs to get, to, to get, off their di- to get out of their diabetes conditions? Right. Right. Like it, this isn't about us. It's about keep it's about opening offices and retail. And that's the part about the mandates that sort of bothers me. This disingenuous, you know, you're supposed to do it for your neighbor, do it for your friend. Right. No, right, you're not. Right, you're right, doing right, it for, right, for my neighbor and my friend. You're doing it for like, big business. You do yeah. you're doing it to keep business. It seems like the only thing that COVID couldn't take down was industry. You know, it's still got to keep going. It's still got to move forward. And that's what it, that's really the part of it I don't like. It really is the part of it I don't like. It really just, like, it disgusts me that people would put money. But this is, like, this is the species that we are. You know, out of all the animals on this planet, I think that humans are the only ones that have taken, that have made this um, construct that is so fake that it would take out other members of its species for it rather than finding the smartest and the best path forward. I see that there are new that there are new drugs that are being introduced that you can take it and it'll mitigate the effects. They don't mention that, you know. So if that's the case, if there's a drug out there like that, and like you know, it costs six hundred dollars, well, I can afford to take that pill. I don't mind taking a taking a pill if I get sick, as opposed to taking the shot. Like, what's the problem? We've already established that. We're no more likely to pass it anything along to anyone else than anyone else. So it's like, what is the reason for all of this? And it comes down to commerce. They need to have one story to keep it going and keep things going like directly. It's just like it's highly unnecessary. And it just like it seems to me like it's just pitting people against each other. And I'm very upset that the Nets are probably going to be without Kyrie Irving this season because of it. You know, because I'm a Net fan and Didn't that's they- very disturbing. Didn't they just have a visiting team have somebody who was not uh, Bradley Beal vaccinated play Bradley Beal? The law so so the so so the visiting team can play not vaccinated, but the home team cannot play not vaccinated. That's correct. That's how this works. Yep, and they're holding the line. The the, the the rules between the different municipalities is so crazy so like you know doing college basketball last year the team that i work with because they were in philadelphia they had to get tested every day if one person in that traveling party popped positive it was the wrap so we had a team come in and a manager popped positive on saturday morning they had moved it they moved the schedule so that to minimize travel and and road trips whatever exposure they made it so that you would play the same team back to back saturday sunday so if a team came in to see you, UNC Wilmington came in Saturday morning, you're going to play a Saturday, Sunday. Their manager pops positive. The city calls off the whole weekend. Mm. Like, don't even bother. Don't even bother with tracing, seeing if anybody – just go home. Get out of our city. Mm. And you have so many different – there are other places where we didn't even test. We'd go to the city and not even test. Everybody who came in to play us had to test. Mm. So every place is different. The East Coast – well, the East Coast is Every place is different. Well, this is what they say about liberal-run cities because this is what's going on up here in order to keep things well, going but I in mean, that direction. But also, 
and the way the at the way the pandemic began, the way that it spread in the beginning, you know, the East Coast is full of high density cities. Yeah. You know, it's easy in Florida to keep your windows open, to keep everybody spaced. Most people in Florida at least live in an apartment like the bottom end in Florida live in apartments that probably aren't more than three stories high, mm-hmm. as opposed to in the Northeast where they're warehousing them in 20 story buildings. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and you're in the middle of the winter. You can't keep your windows open uh, to keep fresh air in the house. Right. So you got three generations of pe- folks in a house. So, I mean, the Northeast had to have a little bit stricter rules just because of the way that the society is laid out. Like, people couldn't just spread out. Go, everybody go home and hang out in your backyards and keep your distance. Right. Makes sense. Well, you, know, you, you can't know, do that in Brooklyn. Well, you know, but Florida had terrible numbers, too. At one point, their death toll was, like, extremely high. So even leaving the windows open wasn't helping them in Florida, but just was what it was. You know, what, we, what we've done... Well, Florida was pretending that nothing had ever happened. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, Florida was wild and loose with it. And they're still wild and loose with it. They accept what's happening. They yeah. accept what's going on with the losses in life. And they're just deciding that it's better than going crazy. And there's a lot of people that feel that way. I'd rather do... I'd rather... They'll take anything... As long as you don't tell them that they have to lock up in their house any longer. You know, as long as you don't have to be locked up in your house, they're willing to accept any, any go along with anything. And I can understand that. I can get with that. I really can understand. I can really see all sides of this whole issue. I really do. But ah, I'm still not interested. I'm really not. 1%, take my chances. And, you know, especially at this age, we're going to all die of something eventually. And it's unfortunate. It's like this week we had, last week we had a couple of um, deaths. Um, Omar passed away, Bernard's little brother. Um, and there was. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that, oh, that word. Yeah, that's word is mine. You know, he was a good dude, too. Yeah, he was a good dude. And, and you know, um, he passed away. I feel very fat, bad for Bernard right now. Um, but it's been a week. Hopefully he's over it. Um, or he's, you're never going to get over it. Let me just change that. You know, you know, you don't get over losing a sibling or, you know, a loved one, whatever. And I, no, but you, you hope that he's learning to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just went to another wake just last night. Someone that uh, I was close to that passed away. And, you know, not, I don't know what, I don't know what um, Omar passed away from, but, you know, neither one, but I know she wasn't COVID. But we're about at that age where, unfortunately, people pass away from various things. But starts now. We're not going right. to get more. We're not going to get more people coming into our circles. It's only going to get less at this point. So it's a matter of quality of life, and I would rather live my quality of life with my fucking DNA intact and all my shit intact. That's just you know, in the movie Old School. Is it Old School? No, no, the Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there, there's the whole scene with Will Ferrell, and he, you know, talks about how um, funerals are a great place to to meet oh, chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. not found that experience, but you know, I'm keeping hope alive as I'm going to go to more funerals as the years move on. I'm hoping that it becomes, you know, a fertile meeting ground. Well, right. study that movie because there's a lot of tips that you may be able to use. And as the generations get older, people forget scenes and different things from the movie so it actually gives you an opportunity to pick up younger women ma meatloaf meatloaf we want it now and that is completely and totally inappropriate inappropriate 
inappropriate. What? But hey, mob the meatloaf or just meeting chicks at funerals? Just I, well, you know, we're just off in bad territory right now. We're in different. Like, I, I feel like it's an opportunity to reconnect. Hey, what, didn't we go to scratches? Is all good territory, Brad? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> You think so? Oh, listen. Wedding Crashes is a classic movie, dude. Well, yeah. I like the beginning montage, but that's about it. The rest of it, it's it's a, it's okay. I don't think it's their best work. But the the tandem of Martin yeah. Lewis is tandem of Martin Lewis is uh what's the real Vince Vaughn and uh who's Vince Vaughn and that's uh Wilson. Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Although Owen Wilson is pretty. What do you like the intern? The internship better? No, I don't like that movie either. Don't like that one. I like Wedding Crashers, and I don't think that's those two guys. It's the other Wilson. So, not Wedding Crashers. Are old school. Yeah, that's old, old school. You like old school. Yeah, you like old school. school is funny yeah. as hell too. Fucking hilarious. Everybody's streaking. Everybody's streaking. <laughs> Will Ferrell just off the hook. We don't get enough Will Ferrell. We don't. Did you see yeah. the thing? He and Ryan Reynolds pulled off. They're, they're both out promoting movies. Mm-hmm. And so they decided that they were going to swap appearances. What? So get this straight. Will, Will Ferrell was supposed to be on uh, The Tonight Show in New York with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And Ryan Reynolds was supposed to be on Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. And so without telling the hosts, right. they swapped. So like Jimmy Kimmel goes and does this whole introduction, blah, blah, blah. Curtain opens, out walks uh, Farrell, Will Farrell. He's like, and he does. He wants to do the interview as Ryan Reynolds, like he. <laughs> so Will Farrell's that dedicated. See, I'd like to have fucking. And then on the other coast, on the other coast, Ryan Reynolds does the same thing. Jimmy Fallon does, the, Jimmy Fallon does his whole intro, and Ryan Reynolds walks out. And he's like, what? He's like, where's Will? Oh, yeah. He called me and said he was going to be late, which basically means he's not showing up. So I'm just filling in for him. He's like, wait a minute. He's not coming? No, he's not coming. Like, he had no idea. Like, well, I got all these questions for <laughs> for Will. Would you be able to answer some of them? Yeah, it, must be, it must be nice to that have fuck you like money it. to be able to do that on such a large scale. Just go out and play, like, practical right. jokes on people. You on such a, you know, that's that white shit. Oh, like 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 Nick Cannon and Kevin Hart do, like yeah. Nick Cannon and Kevin Hart do. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, well, well, or the Rock just did one to Ryan Reynolds, where you? Right. Okay. Yeah, I saw I saw the Rock's billboard too. Okay, I'm sorry, I was being racist then. It's a little bit of everybody shit then, as long as you got enough money. You, you didn't you didn't see, like what was it? Nick Cannon yeah, gave Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart Kevin an Hart ostrich. Put Nick Cannon's phone number on a billboard and and i can't remember what what it said in new york his real phone number. hollywood and some in atlanta he put a billboard up and it said hey if you need parenting advice call my friend nick cannon there you go. with oh his cell phone gosh. number well, nick, yeah. nick cannon is off the hook though and nick hey. cannon actually answered the calls really well he's looking for his next one you know they asked yeah. him they asked him yeah. he said who's your favorite baby mama and he said <laughs> the next one that motherfucker said the next one. He got like seven. <laughs> How about that? You know, number eight. <laughs> How about that? It, you know. Yeah, but he, but he got, he got ten million for each one though. Well, you know, you know what though, Richard Pryor. It's not Richard Pryor. He like birthed other comedians like you know Eddie Murphy and that whole next generation, and 
Eddie Murphy goes out, he sets the example by having like 15 kids. He got like, you know, 55 kids. You know, I don't know how many kids like Eddie Murphy has. Eddie Murphy, he just had one like three years ago. And he's like, you know, I think he's got like, I think he's, I think he's at 10. You know what? God bless, bro. You know what? God bless. If you can afford to pay for him and you want to have him, knock him back, bro. Knock him back. And if you ladies like it, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, this is what we always say about just like yeah, being you can who afford. you want. Just be who you want to be, man. If you just want to be a be somebody's mom and get paid and just go shopping all day for being a celebrity mom, there's nothing wrong with that. Be a celebrity mom. Shit. Just make sure you're banking some money so that when that uh, child support check dries up, you're not trying to sue him. Because you, you broke like some of them are. Well, you know, that's, that's bound to happen. You know, I just want to put myself out there and let you know that I've got a list of female actresses, black actresses in Hollywood and outside of Hollywood, that I also would be their baby daddies for no problem. No fee. No fee. There would be maintenance from time to time, though. It's mighty black of you, Holmes. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good better. You know, it's good. <laughs> Make good, strong ones, pretty ones too, pretty ones, Listen. and smart. Yeah, a little bit different, but they're creative, like that. Just offering it out there. Hey, you you're throwing it out there. Okay, you guys, let's, see, let's see, see what kind of responses Cast you get on that, net, bro. You guys are scarily quiet about Cast this. Cast the wide net. Yeah, you, you guys are scarily quiet about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. To, Listen. Hey, you, you you throw a hook in the water. I'm trying to see what you what kind of bites you get on that, man. Listen, Halle Berry, Listen, if, you know, if you if you want to spread your divine seed, Halle- see now she's beyond birthing age. Oh, okay, Megan Good. Yeah, Halle. Halle. Listen, Halle's dating Young Ma now, right? If y'all need me to, if y'all need me, she's to dating know. some young I never heard of. Oh well, there was a picture. Nah, yeah, there she, was a picture. With I saw. Her. I just saw. I saw Halle and Young Ma together. Yeah, well, you know, so she's tired of men. I mean, I know. I, well, I just I assumed that they weren't dating, but I just found yeah. it interesting. She broke up with Van Hunt. I I don't know who. Thought she they were dates. going strong. I don't know. You know, it, at a certain point, I guess yeah. every I guess like every female um, Hollywood actress at least like experiments or somebody whispers in their ear or something like that. Like, hey, you know, maybe you might want to try this out. And they go that way. Not mad at her. Knew what she wants to do. Yeah. Well, hey. I don't even think it's just Hollywood. Yeah. I think it's just people yes. at this point. You it know, probably at one, at one point it probably was more more prevalent in Hollywood, but now it's just commonplace. Yeah. Everybody. I think if it gets too easy for you, you start trying other stuff. You think that's like what you know it? some of these folks who got access who got money and access. At a certain point, like it's just handed to you, like it gets too easy, so you start trying different stuff. Like, yeah, I got to got to move the freak line. Yeah, that was definitely my that was definitely my um, take on it when with the music thing, with the rap thing back in the day, was that a lot of these cats was just like it was just like it was too easy. The women just basically throw themselves at you, and it's just there, and they just get tired of it, and then next thing you know, they're looking at their cellmates or their former cellmates. I don't know. I didn't hang out that much. I try not to make it that easy for myself. <laughs> I never get bored. <laughs> um, um, listen. 
Not a problem. <laughs> I did. I, I did my year of service, and uh, it. I didn't. I didn't get bored at all. Exactly. There you <laughs> I go. I didn't get bored at all. There you go. So. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing to be bored by that. You know, you just like you can just like if you're a, if you're a female manager and you like tall men, you can pretty much date all the good looking tall men you want. And if you get tired of them, try a short one. That's what it's like. You know, they're there. It's available for you. Try it out. Make it interesting. Flipping to the other side, the other team. It's a little bit too much for me. But I don't care what you do. You know, I'm no George. I'm not going to sit here wearing flamenco pants, walking around, waiting to kick people's asses. I'm not going to do that. But... Yes, some people do. Grant, do you own? I I don't. I don't. I don't. Hold on, bro. Hold on. Hold on. I don't even know what that question was, but it sounded flagrant just off the off the tone. It sounded flagrant. So so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a preemptive stop on that question right there. Yeah. Just yeah, nah, I, peace I, I love. don't. Peace of love, bro. Peace of love. I, I don't. I don't know how how bored you have to get. How bored do you have to get until you before you start looking at another dude? Rob, I mean, if you got them gays <laughs> up in you, then I don't know. I, I've been fortunate enough to get that bored. No, right. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I didn't have it rolling like that. Does that make yeah, it? I mean, you know, more, more power to you. Make, that doesn't no, make you a bad person. It. it doesn't make you a bad at person. All. At yeah. all. Some people nah, might go say, get it, bro. Go get it how you like it. Well, you know, some people might say you're go a bad get it person how you like. because you're automatically like disqualifying them. You know, how would you answer someone that tells you that? Like, you know, how do you know? I mean, this isn't this is a discussion that I'm sure they've had in prisons all up and down the coast of America. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like you think they have? Do they have the discussions in prison? See, it's, it's, see, it's, you're 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 looking at it the wrong way. The prison thing is a power dynamic. That's not yeah, a discussion. Brian said they fuck you just to see that look on your face. No, it's not. no, it's not a discussion. That's a that's a power dynamic. They're just trying to establish dominance. They just surprise you. You know, in the one way that you can in there. Mm. Yeah, it surprise you, and it's just to, it's just to let you know that your your body doesn't really belong to you anymore. See, well, that's this, that's that's a whole different thing going on there. This is obviously wow. this is obviously a discussion that we need a guess for, because we're just like guessing at this stuff, and maybe I shouldn't even put it out there because you never know. There's a lot of crazy people out there in the world today. You wake up tomorrow. They ain't crazy. They just doing that. They just doing that thing. No, you no. know what you call it? Yeah, when I was in seventh when I was in seventh grade, the the there was a dude who was on the fencing team with me. We were in a lot of classes together. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. Pretty sure everybody knew he was gay, but you on know, the fencing team. Just, yeah, seventh grade. He was on. The, he was on the fencing team. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I you just know, got that. Like a, it's like a, a shot. You know? A shot at the fencing team. Hey, listen. I I knew a lot of people on it on that fencing team, and they were there were some cool guys there. But I'm just saying though. If you were if you were in a thought process, Brentwood had and, a world class program. Yeah, I know they did. I know they did. But if we had you, people who were nationally ranked. Yes, but I mean, if you're if if you're just as a layman and you're thinking about, okay, there's a gay person in the athletic program, and it's between <laughs> as a layman, and it's and it's between the basketball pro. He's either on the basketball team <laughs> or on the fencing team. Where would you start investigating first? Okay. I'd I'm go saying. to the basketball team. That's but. all I'm saying. Yeah, it's because you're being an ass now. You're just being mad now. <laughs> now you're being mad. But I mean, hey, fencing. Zara wasn't called the gay blade for no reason. You that know? was one movie. It was, <laughs> and it's George Hamilton as, as Zaro. Of course, it's got to right. be a twist. He's write, not Zaro. Didn't they write a whole bunch of books about that, though? The gay blade? You know, shh, 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 cutting people mustaches. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I know there was the movie. Come on, man. You're cutting letters into men's chest and stuff like that. It's him, like, him and Lauren Hutton, I believe. That is an aggressive gay man right there. If you're cutting letters <laughs> into people, that's an aggressive gay man right there. Well, see, it's only – it's only, see, is it just aggressive? Is it just aggressive? Like, it's one thing, like, after a one-night stand, he cuts their, his, the letter into their chest. Now, that's an aggressive gay man. Yes. Like, the other thing just might be, you know, if, he's, if it's only villains that he's doing that to, then I'm not really sure if the gay thing comes in. Then it's like a power dynamic of the police officer who kicks the criminal and says, you made me run, so I'm going to bang you in the booty hole because we see a lot of that stuff. So you're saying that you're you're saying that people who are on fencing huh? and fencing fights wait. that beat there. Wait, cut, the, the good thing is they're only gay. They're the good only thing gay is that he's got a very distinctive voice. Only he's got a distinctive voice, so they're not going to think that it's one of us, Grant. No, but you're saying that they're only. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to call my therapist. They're after only this gay for their enemies, is what you're saying. That's what you're saying. They're only gay for their enemies. I'm, no, like, I'm I'm saying that that that. That part of their identity has nothing to do with fencing? their crime fighting and whatever. Like, I don't think it's... Fencing? <laughs> I'm just saying. You can always tell when we don't have oh, a strong... Boy. When I don't have a strong topic because it's like, I just have to go to the humor because there's no choice. We don't have any <laughs> other choice. We've got nothing else to talk about. We can talk about the same things everybody else is going to talk about this entire week and everything. Go deep, Go deeply and dive into the details of all these different things that are just going to end up all fucked up. Or we can talk about whether or not Zoro was gay. Or was he just gay for or his In enemies. that movie, yes, he was. Well, he is the gay blade. You know, Does that mean supposedly. Happy? Do you mean happy? What did they so mean in that movie. In that? Did they mean well, well, in, in that, that so in that. Maybe a happy. In that movie, Why is the context happy? is that. No, in that movie, the context is that Zaro, jumping out, gets into a fight, whatever, jumps off a building, getting away, and hurts his ankle. He now cannot do it, so his twin brother, who happens to be gay, fills in for him. And, of oh. course, he makes, the, he makes the, the costume his own and adds some of his own flourishes to it. That's why it's Zaro the Gay Blade. Oh, I thought all Zaro movies were the Gay Blade. I thought that was like his moniker. <laughs> See, 
and, 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 a, and a lot of times we sit here and we advocate for the use of recreational cannabis, and then every once in a while we show you why maybe it's not the best idea. I'm just saying, I, that was my understanding. I always thought that Zorro was always called the gay blade in one way or the other. I'm just thinking happy. It just never made any sense to me. Why would the guy go around with the blade cutting people and he's happy? You know, if he's really happy, so he must be... You know, he must like men. And then Rob just explained to me that he's not actually gay. He actually only wants to do that to his enemies. So he's like, you know. I'm not really sure that that's what I explained to you. So you're saying that Zorro is actually the Harvey Weinstein of, of, of fencers. I get it. Zorro is the Harvey Weinstein of fencers. I am glad that you drove, that you like, you know, helped me put this all together. Because he's not, not sure that I helped you put that together. Yes, because it's a power dynamic, and he's cutting things into people. So stay away from Zorro. He's dangerous, kids. And his multi-use foil. Yeah, did so your gummy just kick foil. in? Like, no, how did you get not, that far foot? I have not had a gummy today. I have not even smoked any weed today. I have not smoked today. It was just a bad day. Just a bad day. I didn't have a time. I didn't have time. If I say why, then it's going to be a bad night. Apparently, it's a bad day. Yeah, it was. You know, so. Oh, well, yeah, you know. I just want to say you know, for I, the I record. I know why it was a bad day. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, it is okay if Zorro was a gay blade. It doesn't matter because you should never argue with people with knives, no matter what their sexual orientation is. <laughs> He's just as dangerous whether he is gay, straight, them, hey, they, or whatever. He's dangerous. He's a man walking around with a long knife with the ability to cut your beard into a mustache with seeming three, three strokes. His day job was a barber. Yeah, yeah. His day job was a barber. Yeah. 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 We're here. You're there. He's there. Right here. He went there. We stayed no over here. You go. Listen, before I before I No even, matter where you go, there you are. Before I before before we finish this up, I just want to know your personal opinion. Should I even like should I even like, you know, let this show be released like this? Is it possible is this possibly dangerous territory? Am I walking on the wrong like side <laughs> of the fence right now? Is there is there a right side of the fence? What? No comments? No. Yeah, I'm, 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 sure, I'm uh, sure upon further review, you're going to see some problematic items. <laughs> Are you asking, is this cancel worthy? Yes. Yes. No, this is not no. cancel worthy. No? It's no. not cancel worthy. You get, get, this, get your chops busted. It's not cancel worthy. There's, there's de- your tongue is definitely firmly planted in your cheek. Yes, <laughs> definitely right. is. But you know you have to upper ask, cheek. It's have, an upper cheek too. You have to ask these things these days because like everybody's so uptight. It's like you know you can't really make a you can't make jokes. You know you can't make jokes about different stuff. And I'm just a normal guy. I'm not fucking going up on no stage and doing no thirty minutes. This is my thirty minutes. Shecky Exum. <laughs> See. <laughs> It's Check funny when I mess up my when I fuck up my buttons. It's funny. No, but I but seriously though, it's like you know we're just trying to. I'm just trying to keep a little bit of levity because I know that there's a lot of bad things that are coming to down the down the pike. 
these two like trials that that's going to happen whatever it's going to be for the next 10 days like what i really want to do is i i want to stay out of it completely and like that's kind of like what we get to do as private citizens we haven't we have the option to opt out of it but at the same time eventually you opt out of too many things one sooner or later one of these things are going to come knocking on your door and not give you an option to opt out of it you know so while i can i'm just like trying to have a couple of laughs and trying to stay on a positive side because i've got some positive things that i want to do and that i need to do and um i just i just can't it's fucked up and this is what this country does to you it wears you down it wears you down to where the point to where it comes to a certain extent a certain point that they say fuck it you say fuck it too except for you it's just like you know fuck it for us is different because the victims look like us or they come from similar backgrounds as us rob you're about the cleanest guy on earth i guarantee you if something were to happen they'd come up with some dirty shit maybe that menage oh absolutely had, maybe that menage it's why you had back in 2006 in san diego you remember that one? Oh, that's right no i, just I don't remember that, that one up. that's right i just made that shit up but i was just testing I was trying to see if I came out with something here. <laughs> I know you traveled the world there, Rob. So we can wipe Sandy. They, they will they will definitely come up with But there's thirty one other they cities. They will definitely come up with something. There's thirty other cities that there's a possibility Wait, that, that there's something, some place that you shouldn't be, Rob. And we can find it. We can find it. We can. I I'm I'm pretty much sure that I'm supposed to be wherever I am. Yeah, so, so listen, guys. I'm pretty much sure that regardless of what I've done, I'm supposed to be there. Well, we're five minutes over the time right now, so, and this has not really been the most interesting episode that we've ever had. I think I was good. You'll never know till you listen. I, I think I was good, but I don't know about you guys. I don't think you were carrying your weight this week. So, but beyond well, that, we're still Time will tell. I'm still going to give you guys a break. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something. Robert from the Brentwood Fencing Team, you know, do you have anything you'd like to say? What up? You know, you guys, were you guys having Fencing your, gives you great footwork, man. You're having your 40-year reunion at Scores this year right here? Is that what I'm saying? Reaffirm your manhood? We're not up to our 40-year reunion. Your 40-year reunion will be a year before mine, so oh, oh, I'll, okay. I'll let you tell me where it happens at. 30-year reunion at Scores, right? At scores, so that way you guys... A 30-year reunion passed, and... Is you know, I, you know, I, place? Is, is that place still, still open? Is uh, it still a thing? I'm not sure. I don't wow. think it does. I think they I think they shut them down. Because J-Lo did the movie about it, and that, like, kind of killed it. After J-Lo does a movie, everything dies. But, um... So... Hey. Hey. She had she had a good one. She, which she had good a good one? movie. Which one? Where? Out of sight. Out of sight. George Clooney. Oh, yeah, I did like that movie. You never saw Out of Sight? Out of sight? George Clooney. Yeah, I did like that movie. That movie is dope. That movie is yeah. Steven Soderbergh. It's... Like, I, yeah. I joke... That's the best she ever looked in a movie, too. Yeah, I joke, but I think that she actually... I actually think she does a pretty good job with acting. You know, I think that she makes a mistake that a lot of other actors and actresses make when they um, try to stay with their image so much and they don't take chances with their careers but that's something different that's like another topic that i probably shouldn't be talking about on this show but i feel like she probably did herself an injustice by not like challenging herself a little bit more 
But then again, she's got condos and she's got homes in San Juan and Miami and California and lots of other places I don't even know about it in New York. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe I'm the one who made the mistake. It worked out for her. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of worked out for her. It did. You know, maybe I'm the one who made the mistake by not joining the fencing team. Me and Terry Crews. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You liked Mr. Brown, too. On guard? Mr. Brown was the fencing coach. You liked him. Who? Mr. Who? I don't even know him, Rob. I don't even know who you're talking about. He never touched me. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not implying anything either. I'm not implying anything. That poor man. I don't even know. There he is just sitting there wherever he is in the universe, whatever station he is in the universe, and now his ears ringing and he has no no idea why. No idea why. Because some guy that didn't join his fencing team wasn't interested in getting poked after school. And that's what it is. What is it's pokes, right? <laughs> pokes. Wow. You get poked when you fence. Depends on the weapon you're using. Some of them are slashes. So slashes count too with some weapons. Well, I guess if you lived in the um if you lived in say France in sixteen hundred, this wouldn't be so funny because somebody might walk up to me and say, Ha ha ha. You think you're funny joking about my steel. Let's fight. And He'd probably pick up my baguette. Pull out the glove and slap the shit pick out up, of me. Pick up, my, pick up my baguette and eat it right in front of me and say, I dare you to reach for your sword. I'm going to eat your baguette. He'd start eating my croissants and anything else that I had on the table, my cheeses and my wines. And I couldn't do anything about it because I didn't take fencing. <laughs> Lord, make it stop. (laughs) Only stereotype he left out was the frog. Like, if he had worked a frog in there, you got wine, you got cheese. Right. No, no, no. All the bread he could stand. You got the breads in, yeah. Just needed to get a frog reference in there, and he would have gotten all the stereotypes in. Well, you know, the thing about France, though, you can't smell anything coming because everybody's... Dashed in perfume and cologne, so maybe dying at that point in time if you have to live there with people who don't bathe might not have been such a bad thing. <sighs> point in trouble. And now we know why. <laughs> From Pennsylvania, Mr. Robert Brooks. Aloha, one and all. Aloha. Our man John does it again. Yes, yes. So this weekend, when you're up in Detroit and you're thinking about getting some wine and some cheese, some fine French bread, a baguette, or a bagel, or any other funny-sounding bread item that comes out of France, just think and sit there for a second and say, as you're about to pluck your first grape, you know what would go really good with this? Some chicken. That's right. Chicken. And head on down. Head on down. (laughs) Get a nice sparkling white wine to go with that, too. Yeah. 
sparkling white wine, barbecue. Yeah, fried chicken. Some brie cheese. There's a place here in Philly, and they uh, they specialize in fried chicken and champagne. Yeah, a little bit of brie nice. cheese. Because the bubbles work on the cut through the fat a little bit. But listen. Get you some. Get you some fried chicken wings to go along with your barbecue and your brie cheese and your fine crackers. No saltines, fine crackers for your fine well, lady. Well, here's the thing. We'll leave the fine crackers to you, John. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! I guess that's oh boy! I guess that's Robert's way of pulling out his glove. Touche! I guess that's Robert's way of pulling out his glove and throwing his smackdown. And guess who's getting edited out of this show, Robert? This whole show now. It'll be a 30-minute conversation between you and Grant. Me and Grant. It's going to be like, hey, what are those those poises for? Nothing. It was just me and Grant this week. Just me and Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about chicken wings. This must be the longest chicken chicken commercial like I've ever seen in my life. What's the address, Grant? (laughs) 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. For and, when, and when 50... Go ahead, go ahead. When 50 buy uh, stars, I'm going to sell them the City Wings story. There you go. There you go. City Wings. Soon as 50, soon as 50 Cent by the Stars Network, you're going to see the City Wings movie coming out. And as long as, there's a, as, there, as long as there's a sword fight that starts on the counter over usage of a coupon that you were supposed to give out on this show... 50 cents, if you mention point, 50% off, then that'll be the perfect start for that movie. Perfect. <laughs> I want my 50% off. On guard. <laughs> <laughs> Point in trouble. Peace. <laughs>